we live. Oh my god. Tax day. Taxes. This year it's delayed, but it was supposed to be on April 15th, which was last week, so here we are. Talking Thanks, about pandemic. <laughs> Yay! Did you get that stimulus check? I did. I still I, am not happy. I did I, not get it. I got my stimulus check and it immediately went into my credit card. Yay! Scams. Scams. That's scams. Yeah. Natalie, you know all about credit cards being that you work in the banking industry. Um, please tell us about how much of a scam they are. Oh, they're a huge scam. Like the whole banking industry is a scam. We charge you so much for the interest that you're paying on credit cards, and then we don't pay you any interest on your accounts. It's a huge scam. Yeah. Everything's a scam. Everything's a scam. Everything is a scam. But, um, I mean, right before we actually started recording, we were talking about how taxes in general are a scam. Because the government, like uh, Paul was saying, they know how much you either owe or how much they owe you, but they want you to do all the work yourself because fuck you. And then if you're wrong, they audit you and it's like, why didn't you just tell me? Why didn't you just send me a letter? Tell me, hey... You owe me ten dollars. I'd have been like, "Cool, here you go, government. Buy, buy till next year." Exactly. They have the exact amount. They know exactly how much everyone owes, and yet they make you do the work for no reason, just so that you have to pay some tax preparer to do it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's all it's all a scam to make money. Yeah. That's all it is. Everything is a scam. Yeah. And they scare the crap out of you to do it, you know? Because once you have, um, well, you owe taxes, you're just like, oh, shit, where do we get this money from? Uh, And then you also have to keep track of how you owe this amount or how you don't owe this amount and they owe you money. But you need to provide the proof. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm mad. And then some some years... You get a lot of in-tax returns. Some years you owe a lot. Like I don't even. I don't know how any of that works. I just have someone do my taxes, and they're like, "Oh, you got you got a thousand dollars back." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." I don't know what that means, but cool. From from what I've gathered over the years, it means like, oh, uh, when they took the money out of your paycheck, that actually meant that they took too much out from your paycheck, so they're giving it back to you at this one date rather than when you probably needed it most for rent. God damn. And then on top of that, like, if you're a student, you get tax refunds, and then if you do other things, I think if you own a chicken, you get, like, $2 back. That's a thing, right? Yes, yes, you do. Yeah. That's a thing. If you have livestock. Yeah. But what what um, constitutes as livestock? Like, I have a cat. Cats are live. Um, Can your cat provide milk for you? No, but she was chasing a rat the other day. You can milk a cat. Cats have nipples. That's a job. Yep. You want to milk me? (laughs) (laughs) 
So there, there you go. Cats are livestock. You heard it here first. If you own Use a cat, next you are return. a farmer. Or if you haven't done your taxes yet for this year, use it this year. That's true. You have like another four years to do them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. It's weird times. The world Anyways, is ending. Um, the world is ending uh, because of that. A lot of people are getting desperate. So I definitely think we're going to see an increase in other scams other than the scam that is our government. Oh, for sure. Um, also, the scam yeah. that is our government. This whole PPP loan is some bullshit. Fuck them. Yeah. Oh my god. It's just another <sighs> way for them to give big companies breaks. Yeah. Through over little companies. And then the big companies that are getting the bailout um, money are still laying off their workers. It's not like they're using it for anything good. No, they're doing what they did last time. They're just doing the stock buybacks. Like exactly. Like the 2008 bailout. Why are companies what allowed is, to use bailout money to buy back stocks? Mm-hmm. What What is Daniel the um, president of here in Santa Fe Springs? Commerce? Yes, the Chamber of Commerce here in, uh, uh, in uh, Santa Fe Springs. Our manager for the, for the store that we work at, um, he is the president now, and he has been receiving calls all week about um, people needing to leave because um, they uh, no longer can maintain their business here in California because of everything that's happened. And then the small business loans that they were supposed to be giving out, they ran out of money. Because they all um, went to big companies. Yeah. It was a scam. And it, I also... So, so... It's fucking up everything. On a personal note, I don't think that it should have been the banks that got to distribute that money because the money's not coming from them. So why did they get to make the rules about why yeah. how you can apply if it's not from them? It should have been run through the government. Because it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm very know. angry about that. Is that why you're getting yelled at a lot? Um, I'm getting yelled at a lot for the PPP, the stimulus. Um, I'm getting yelled at because the wait times for the phone calls are very long. I mean, that's not your fault. If you go on the website, it literally says it's going to take hours to speak to somebody. Are you sure you want to call? I mean, what else are they doing besides waiting for a call? Just send a secure email. It's easier and it's faster, but no one wants to listen to me. People don't want to send emails. Emails are so much faster. Emails are a scam. And I, I don't. Emails are a scam too. You'll get lots of scams, but I don't want to call anyone either. You can get scammed through the phone very easily. Mm-hmm. Everything is. My life is a scam at this point. Oh my god, same. You oh, know? for sure. <sighs> like that noni juice that I invested in that's supposed to be the cure all for everything. Like, it's supposed to help my diabetes. It's supposed to help my liver failure. It's supposed to help my cancer. It's supposed to help everything. It's just so expensive. I can't get anyone else to buy any, but it solves all of the problems. If you finally stopped smoking meth, that would probably help. I 
Well, what you need to do is you put a little bit of essential oils on your meth. And then it counteracts the bad, uh, the Ooh, juju. Uh-huh. I recommend uh, lavender essential yeah, oils for meth. Um, it, it works put wonders. Noni juice on it too. Oh my, oh god. my god! You should That's inject. That's a new way to sell it. No, inject noni juice straight into your veins. Ooh, right. that'll do it. Right. Cook it like right. um so like heroin. Like put oh, it god. in a spoon and heat it up so that it like reduces, and then inject it into your body. Yes. I'm down. It's scientifically proven to prolong your life. It's amazing. You know, I'm I've only made it to thirty. I would like to live longer. So That's wait, you haven't even made it there yet. yet. I'm almost there. I mean, a lot could happen I in bet 2020. If I do this, I will make it to thirty. Well, right. you never know with the way the things are going right now. Okay. Okay, this is this is like breaking news from like yesterday. Um, so Fashion Nova's headquarters is here in Santa Fe Springs. Um, somebody went to, to work and they had COVID nineteen and didn't know it, so the entire factory had to be shut down. Oh no! But, um, I'm concerned because um, our girl Bambi works there, and I haven't heard or seen her in a minute. I haven't seen her and, in so um, long. And TMZ really no was reported, reported this. Wait, TMZ reported it? Oh, it's Bambi serious. Bambi was a regular. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bambi was a regular who used to be a high school student um, that came in after school all the time. And um, we actually uh, got to see her transition to a female. So it's kind of like, oh, oh, okay. I know who you're talking about now. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. She, I, I'm worried. So yeah, I'm, I'm worried about, about a lot her. of our regulars. Okay. A lot of our regulars are very old. I hope. Yes, um, I have been uh, seeing a lot of our regulars still, so that gives me hope that most of them are okay. If not, they're just infecting all of us. Um, like That's my boy Robin, I've been seeing him every day. He's still getting his americanos. He's good. He's fine. As long as he's staying in his um, car. He's been tipping us like... He's staying in his car. I think uh, he has his granddaughter doing grocery shopping for him. But he's still... He needs his Americano. He's hooked. Yeah. No, no, no. He couldn't live without it. And, you know... Um, somebody I haven't seen, but probably for good reason, is uh, our regular Donna, who I know oh. she just beat breast cancer like a month before everything shut down. So I think she's been she's probably just avoiding everything pretty seriously. Yeah, good. Good I mean for her. she worked she worked in a medical building, so yeah. I mean she would have to. I'm hoping she's doing good. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she's okay. I'm hoping she's okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure that she's she's a bad bitch. You can't kill her. It's gonna be weird going um, back and seeing all the regulars. I haven't been to work in over a month. Oh my god, it's so weird because like you'll go back and then like your regulars that you used to see at like set times of day, they'll come in at odd hours now. And it just throws you off so much. So 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 much. Also, I'm beginning to realize because a lot of people will come through with their families right now. 
um, that some of our regulars that I've grown to love are uh, related to people I grew to hate in high school. Ooh. Aww. And I, I don't know how I feel. feel about the it. circle of life. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I didn't grow up around here, so I don't have to see people I went to school with ever. Oh, good. Oh my god, one time when I uh, transferred to Oregon for like nine months, this dude that used to be a regular at one of my old stores down here, he came into our store randomly and he was like, he, he also worked for Starbucks, so I recognized him because he used to work with Natalie. It was the trippiest motherfucking thing. So That's like, weird. don't- Me or other Natalie? You. Who Will. is it? Remember Will, who used to work with you? Oh, yeah! I fucking hated that guy. I know, that's why I was like, when he came in, I was like, oh my god, it's that asshole. He was such a dick, Paul. He would go to other stores and have the most complicated orders and be an ass to everybody. He would, like, want, like, a dark roast pour-over, specifically a pour-over. And then he'd want two pumps of of one syrup, three pumps of another... But also, like, can you hold the spoon this way and put some, like, cold milk over it? Ew. But, like, to make sure they don't mix. It's weird shit like Oh, that. and he was obsessed with his parrot. <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> well, yes. people, people who own parrots are usually obsessed with their parrots for some reason. They're crazy people. No, Paul, you don't understand. Like, he would, was- like, show you his pair if you just had to, like, you were up on window and he came through and, oh, like, no. you had to talk to him for a while. He'd be like, look, this is my pair on my phone. Here's my oh, wallpaper. No. And he'd be like, he was so married. Cool. He was married to a woman and you would never even know because he never talked about her. He only ever talked about his stupid fucking parrot. <laughs> okay, I knew that because she used to come in with him all the time. But she was much nicer than he was. No, he's a I horrible man. Her. He does not deserve her. No, but she was also very complicated. But so it kind of like that's how they work. They're complicated people. Will, if you're listening, uh, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in. You're still no, an asshole. Don't listen. We hate you. Um, he, in fact, <laughs> when I asked the I person who rang him up you. in Oregon, like, hey, was it this dude? Was his order really complicated? Was he mean to you? That confirmed that it was that dude indeed. So afterwards, I was like, hey, I recognize you from this store. And he's like, oh, no way, small world. But he was nice after that. But he had just been an asshole to my partner. So I was really pissed about that. What an oh, asshole. But like, I like that him being an asshole man. confirmed that he was the right person. <sighs> Anywho, um, so we talking scams, um, not just like the tax scams, not just the like life insurance scams. We talking all scams today. All scams. Um, I love a good scam. All scams. Um, if it's an MLN, it's a scam. I know they tell you they're not scams when you sign up, honey. It's a scam. It's not. It's not a period scam. The entire. Scam. I feel like it's if someone crying. has to tell you it's not a scam, like. It's- it's a scam. Yeah. If you have but you to can invest make up to seven hundred thousand dollars a month working from home, Sophie. That they say, yeah. Oh, you're so right. I, I'd love to make some money from home. And oh. I, I just want people to realize, like, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. 
like, yeah, you could be a go-getter and do all the things and you, you know, be successful from them, but think about everything you have to put into it before you actually receive anything from it. Some people, like, it, it fucking, like, ruins them financially. Ruins their before lives. Before Avon you can even see it. has been around for forever, and Avon has been ruining lives for decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what? Their cosmetics aren't even that good. No. Nope. Well, no, they never are. The products that like these companies sell are shit. Even their lip balm was dry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that worked. <laughs> I remember my mom used to like get like Avon stuff for like Christmas stocking stuffers and like I'd always get a lip balm from them as one of the things and it was like the worst lip balm in the world <laughs> like it made your lips worse if that makes any sense <laughs> that's how they got you coming back you know what lip smackers was better I don't lip even smackers know is how. dope Have you, oh my god the Dr. Pepper one the best oh my god it's perfect it even adds a little bit of color so like it's just Gives you a little bit of oomph and also yes. delicious. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul, did you ever use lip smackers when you were a kid? I did not use lip smackers. I never used what about Bonnie Bell? Any chapstick. I was one of those kids who would just like go around with super chap lips. <laughs> he was a sickly child. I was a sickly child, I let me tell you. Anthony was like one of those kids. Paul, he was one of those kids that always like lick his lips. And like his those, whole top lip would be like Yeah, those face. kids who just walk around their fucking their face is bleeding because they just won't put on chapstick yes. or drink a cup of water. Yeah, they just like lick their whole face or something. Now I'm not stupid. Like, I, I moisturize my lips. I use lotion. I do face wash, like I take care of myself. Because I grew also, up. Hang on, we can't please I can't hear you, Paul. You can't hear me. Oh no. I could hear him. Hello? Mike Nelly, can Hello? hear you? Can you hear me? Oh, hi. Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Sophie said she could hear me. I hear oh, me. I couldn't hear you at all. You just went digital, like, like digital sounding. So, like, I'm thinking it was maybe both of your internet, like, acting up at the same time. Oh, because Paul went super digital for me. Huh. Okay. Let's see... Okay, you both have very good networks right now, so... Okay. We good. Okay. Honestly, I think it's just um, my Wi-Fi, because both of you keep cutting out, even though it tells me I have a good network, and my Wi-Fi is full, but I think mm-hmm. it's just my shitty internet. For, for the most part, everyone sounds okay to me. Every now and again, you get, like, glitchy, but it's not too bad. But anyways, um, I just want to put a public service announcement out there. Saliva is not a substitute for lip balm or moisturizer. It will make things worse. It does. There is stop licking your lips. Saliva. Yes, Don't stop it. Um, you think it, it helps Unless for a minute? LL it cool doesn't. Don't do it. And even then, I'm still disgusted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I just know that's his thing. It is his thing, and it's it, he's made it a thing for so many other people around the world. Mm-hmm. But he made it a thing. You, but it looks like he uses lip balm. He has very nice lips. He has very to. supple. 
Yeah. Very supple. <laughs> Paul, what do you think of LL Cool J's lips? Um, you know, I've, I don't think I've ever looked at LL Cool J's lips, but I can Google it right now and give you a, a live right reaction. Yeah. Google it. Let's see. Because we, we got we to gotta know. Let's see here. You know what? He does have very supple lips. Yes. Like they're 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 very. You know what? He probably has like a flavored lip balm on there, and he keeps licking it off. Probably. That's probably exactly. Oh my god, he has amazing yeah, I lips. That. Yes. I've never noticed. See, before. it doesn't That's look so good crazy. when you have crusty lips. No. This is okay. Hello, Cool J needs to be like the spokesperson for chapped lips. Like he needs to go out and be like, "Hey, little kids, if you want supple lips like me, stop licking your lips." He needs to come out with his own line of lip balm. Oh yes. my god. And the, the it can be like a little Kanga hat, and you on top of it and screw it, and it has lip balm inside. <laughs> LL, please reach out. We could we could do this. We can make it happen. I don't know how we can help you, but it's a good idea. Oh that could not a scam. He came back with a with a lip sync battle. Oh yeah, he did. I forgot he was the host of that because Chrissy Teigen's also on that, and he mostly. I think she like, like, is she the thing. DJ for it. I don't know if she does. I, they, I think she. They make her stand at a DJ booth. Yeah, she doesn't do anything. She, she just stands, and she like and she makes reacts. weird. She makes weird faces. I hate her on that. Okay, now I'm just stuck looking at pictures of LL Cool J. They had a tag. I could go look at him in the eighties. <laughs> oh my god, he was so hot. I'm telling you, he was so hot. Oh my god, like his body. Look him up in the music video for Mama Said Knock You Out. I'm doing it. Actually, just like a boxer in that one. LL Cool J lips, and it's just like a bunch of gifts of him licking his lips. (laughs) I know, Paul's gonna forget what we're gonna be doing here. (laughs) Oh my god, the title of this uh, episode is gonna be LL Cool J Mama Said uh, Moisturize Your Lips. And no one will know until they actually listen to this about what it's about. Okay. Uh, you thought this was about scams? Psych. This is the LL Cool J episode. Um, I will gladly do an LL Cool J episode. You mean, I'd be down to. Yeah. Uh. I have a story about scams. If you want to hear, oh, you want to do drinks first? Let's tell you what we're drinking, and then um, then Paul can tell us a scam story. Um. I used the recipe for the blue milk from Galaxy's Edge that I found on YouTube. Nerdy Nummies has a very good recipe. It's almost exact. I omitted the blue uh, dye, added in some Malibu lime rum because they didn't have coconut at the store because, you know, everything is a mess. Yes. 
And um, it is delicious. It's basically like a pina colada. And then I uh, poured my pineapple truly on top. And it's basically a float now. Delicious. It's really good. I'm treating myself, y'all. I what y'all am drinking? drinking a Moscow Mule for the third week in a row. Um, because that's all I have in the house. I have vodka and gin. And lots I mean, of wine. it's a solid choice. It is. I really like it, and I still have the Q You're ginger beer. I tried. I tried to order the cheaper ginger beer, and they didn't have it, so I had to get the Q, which is like okay. seven dollars for a four pack. You guys, I gotta tell you. So I got the Sprite with ginger. It is so good. Oh my god, yes Ooh, it is. It's like I super. Didn't... It's like super gingery. <gasps> I didn't know they had that. I want that. It just, just, it just came, out. came out. They have the Sprite with cherry that tastes like a Shirley Temple. And then they have the shri- the Sprite with ginger. And it's so good because it's like oh, a real shit. ginger flavor. <gasps> it's not it's not like ginger or too sweet. I, I want to say like it hit the market like the week that everything went to shit. And yeah. everything got closed down. <laughs> so I, I remember seeing it in the market. It. I only happened to find it because they had it at the gas station next to where I was getting my smog check for my car. With that fat cat. Oh my god, that cat was amazing. Really fat cat. Yeah, he was so cute, right? Scratch the shit out of me. I just, I just it. turned back to look at my bed to see if Gigi was there, and like she has her face buried into a pillow. I don't know if I should check to see if he's breathing or not. She's ashamed she, of you. Probably. She doesn't. She doesn't want to look. No, she's tired of me now. That bitch. Also, um, update. I don't know if uh, you. I mentioned in the last episode I'd taken Gigi to the vet, um, because she had the shits on and on Easter. <laughs> and on Easter, that bitch, she went into the front room, shit everywhere, <laughs> and like I thought, I thought she was dying. No, I went to the vet, and they said nothing is wrong with her. We she don't was just being a bitch. <laughs> she's she's still at it doing her thing not shitting everywhere anymore I just think she was mad that day I slept in maybe that's what happened (laughs) don't don't, don't sleep in and you'll have to deal with a house full of shit like learn your lesson (laughs) she has a litter box it was clean that day Gigi, this is not the time. There's a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> That's okay. She wiped her ass all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, Natalie, what are you drinking? Um, I made myself a paloma because I my house is full of liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so your house yeah. is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> did Gigi pay you a visit that too? too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure did. Was she rubbing off on Knox? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking cats. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, Paul, I would love to hear your scam story. Yeah, here, Ooh, let's hear okay. it. Okay. 
I'm gonna tell you a story about a scam. It's like a multi-million dollar scam, actually. Um, so this scam is actually about the vintage wine industry. Uh, which apparently in America and across the world, it's a billion dollar business. That you know what? I feel like I know what your story is about, but let's see if I know it. Okay, but but like like first of all, I don't think she's a scam because she is the greatest person ever. Christy Brinkley would never. No, no. She no would Christy never. Brinkley doesn't sell vintage wines. Involved. She just sells really good no. uh, wine. But yes. So and, um, basically, champagne. the vintage wine industry—it's just rich people that buy and sell vintage bottles that will most likely never be drank. They buy these like million-dollar bottles of wine and they put them in their wine cellars, like never to be seen again. Basically, just as a token of their riches. Yeah. But in the early 2000s, a man named Rudy Kurniawan entered the wine scene. Uh, he was this young, ambitious guy, and he just had tons of money to blow. In, like, around 2001, he started to buy and sell really large amounts of wine. He was spending, like, millions of dollars on single auctions, buying vintage wines. Uh, he had come to America in the 90s from Indonesia. He was attending Cal State University, Northridge. Um, he was here on a student visa, but he outstayed his visa. Okay, but did he get caught up in the earthquake? That's what we want to know. Did he do did what? Did he die? Is, is that how he died? Is that, he didn't is that die. what we want to know? <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> he didn't die. He's actually still alive today, so... <laughs> But what he out <laughs> he outstayed his visa. To that story, <laughs> and it was in I think like 2003 <laughs> that U.S. Immigration and Customs ordered him to voluntarily uh, deport. Get but he said no, so he stayed here as an illegal alien. And while he was here, like you do, like, like you do, have. like you don't want to go back to Indonesia if you have millions of dollars in America. Why would you? Mm-hmm. So too much money to be made. Exactly. He stayed here. He continued to buy a lot of wine, sell a lot of it, and he attracted a lot of attention of the big players who were in the wine scene. So Rudy would host these parties. He would invite like celebrities and rich people over, and they would taste really expensive wine. He would give them away. He would sell them uh, privately to collectors. And a lot of people said that he had like one of the best wine cellars in the world because he just had all of these really rare vintage wines. So around 2006, Rudy consigned uh, two major auctions and he made about $34 million selling wine. What? I'm going to start selling shitty old wine. Like, Yeah, I'll for shitty old wine. i bottles and then cover them in Go to, <laughs> go to Trader Joe's, buy some two-buck chuck, Put a different label on it, make it look old, and sell it. Boom, yep. that's it. Yeah, you can make there $34 you know. million dollars selling wine. So one of Everybody the auctions... stay scamming. He sold a single bottle of wine for more than 10... Or no, I'm sorry, it was more than $10 million, but he beat the record for individual sell of wine by more than $10 million. So he's just selling outrageous amounts of wine. Uh, the auction included the sell of eight bottles of a 1947 Chateau Lafleur, which is a very important detail. So, 
So a year later, in 2007, Rudy uh, consigned bottles of a 1982 Chateau Le Pin. Uh, the bottles were featured on this auctions catalog cover. But a representative from the winery contacted the auction house to tell them that the bottles were fake, that they hadn't made those uh, like that year of a Chateau Le Pin. And so the auction withdrew the lot. At the same time, the head of the wine department at Sotheby's noted that they had only made five bottles of the 1947 Chateau Lafleur, but Rudy had sold eight bottles in the auction. So these bottles are also fake. Oh, Rudy. Mm -hmm. Now, in 2008, so we're going another year forward, uh, Rudy consigned several bottles of a, I don't know how to say this, a Clos Saint-Denis from Domaine Ponceau uh, that had vintages uh, dating from 1945 to 1971. However, the head of Domaine Ponceau said they never even made a close say uh, Saint Denis prior to 1982. So he was selling bottles of wine that couldn't have existed. And then, so, uh, like, he didn't even do his research. No, he was selling bottles of 1945 wine that weren't made until 1982. It makes no sense. But when Rudy was asked about it, he said, and this is a quote, he said, We try our best to get it right, but sometimes shit happens. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It, yeah, it, it's, it's fair. All I mean, sometimes right, shit fair, Rudy. So, uh, let's see here. In 2009, so this is all still happening, two years later, Bill Koch, uh, one of the super duper rich horrible evil coke brother guys he filed a lawsuit against rudy alleging that he knowingly sold fake bottles of wine to him and to other collectors um i'm not sure exactly what came of that lawsuit it might still be pending actually but i couldn't find any information on it but then three years later in 2012 uh rudy consigned another auction but they had to withdraw over $785,000 worth of wine because they were suspected to be fakes as well. So with all of this like mounting evidence against Rudy, like him selling hundreds of bottles of fake wine, uh, the FBI raided his house on March 8th of uh, 2012. He lived in Arcadia at the time. Mm-hmm. And when the FBI came and searched the house, they found this giant, like, elaborate setup of wine cellars. He had label makers, seals, like, sinks full of empty bottles and recorkers. So he wasn't just rebottling wines or changing the labels on them. He was actually mixing his own wine. So he was taking, like, actual vintage wines that were worth a lot, and he was mixing it with newer ones. Um, he had hundreds of notebooks that were just filled with different tasting notes on the wines and like how they would mix together like he had a science where he was mixing wine to create the flavor and the feel of actual vintage wines so that you wouldn't be able to tell that they were fake that's so smart right and then he was rebottling them and he had a setup he was taking real vintage labels off of like cheap bottles of wine but that were old and then soaking them to get the uh, the ink off, and then reprinting them to get the label so off. So if they tested the paper, the paper was actually old. 
Like he was doing what? He oh, was wow. doing the most Guys Guys Do you want to start a new business? Let's oh my god Do you want to sell wine? I mean, the I'm kind of wine. Um, Who would be into that? Also do you want to put mon- any money up front for it? Please email us We need a million dollars Let us know we need that much money. Yeah. So Rudy, Rudy was basically he was making vintage wine. Like the wine, uh, couldn't like you couldn't tell if you tasted it. He, because he these are the wines that he would sample at his little events. So all of these like major like wine heads that said that they were like the best in the business would drink these wines and they would be fooled into thinking that they were actually vintage wines. The only reason why he was you know that that proves that, that everyone that the wine connoisseur is full of shit. Yes. Yeah. That, that is that. All <laughs> they wine, are full of they shit. They all taste the same. All wine. Well, they don't taste and the they same. Deserve to but be you can't scammed. tell. Like it's they, deserve they do deserve to be scammed. They're fucking rich people who are spending millions of dollars on wine. Like Rudy's only downfall okay, was that two bucks truck. That's not two dollars anymore. It's a little bit more than that. I know. Which is a shame. But it's, it's still a shame. Cheap. But Rudy could have gotten away with it. He just... If you're spending more than, like, $10 on a bottle of wine, you're getting scammed. Basically. He was just stupid because he accidentally printed wines that couldn't have existed, or he made too many bottles of certain vintage wines. Otherwise, people wouldn't have even known. So, Rudy was arrested, and he was convicted on several counts of mail fraud and wire fraud, and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Uh, his earliest possible release date is January 9th of 2021. So his... What's it called? When you get out early? I can't think of the word. Anticipated release? I don't know. No, like when Expected you... parole? Yeah, parole. His next parole date is uh, in 2021. So he might be getting out soon. However, since he doesn't have a visa in the United States, he's going to be deported to Indonesia on his release. You know what? Because uh-huh. of everything going on, he might just be uh, released like Early? this year and then uh, deported back because they That's don't want to deal with it. That they are. He could be deported this year. Uh, so I first... That's my story, but I first became aware of this story because of a documentary called Sour Grapes. Um, it's actually on Netflix right now. It's an amazing documentary that talks in depth about all of this and all this like crazy shit that happens. Oh my god, you, you know, know what's what? crazy? I, when you first said wire, or I'm sorry, wine um, fraud... I thought of a completely different story that's also about wine fraud. Wow. There was a guy that was selling wine, supposedly Thomas Jefferson's wine. And when people, and he was like, people would drink it and it was basically poison. And he'd be like, yeah, 200, it's 200 year old wine. You can't drink it. And he got away with it because you can't drink 200 year old wine. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> that's awesome. He was basically just scamming people and giving them like poison. I mean, that is true. And that's, that's the thing. I think this whole story just goes to show that you shouldn't spend millions of dollars on vintage wines because even if you drink them, they're shit. And if you don't drink them, then you're stupid for buying a bottle of wine that's just going to sit in a basement for years. Yeah, what are you going to do only with pe- it? Like, if it's not history, like, who cares? The only people that he scammed were, like, billionaires and multimillionaires. So, fuck them. Fuck them. Y'all can die. Eat the rich. 
Yes, Especially eat the rich. Right now. Fuck yeah. <sighs> Anyways, Natalie, the, do, you, do you have a scamming story? I do have a scamming story. <gasps> oh my god, you came prepared. Scam us, please. Well, I'm going to talk about... Um, he's kind of like the king of con men. His name is Victor Lusting. And he just came out the bank back, like, scamming people. He started out as a pickpocket. Did he have a brother named Mo? Like, 1908. No, that would be cool. But it would be molesting. They don't know if he had any family. No one knows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry, continue. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So... He was around in the 1900s, and he started out as a pickpocket, and then kind of grew from there. So, in 1908, started one of his bigger scams that got him around the world, where he would go on cruise ships, like, dressed really fancy, and tell people that he was a producer of plays. He would get investors while he was on the cruise ship, take all of their money, and as soon as they got to port, he would just disappear. Get on another ship, go back the other way, and do the same thing over and over. Um, He did this a couple times, and then he settled in America, and that's when he started doing what's called the Russian money box. What? Yes. So the way that he got away with a lot of his scams is that he would... Do it in the sense where, like, let's say I'm trying to scam you, but you're aware it's a scam. You can't report it because then you'd have to be admitting that you were trying to scam someone. Does that make sense? Like counterfeiting. Uh, yeah. So, like he would so rope people Russian into illegal things. Yes, and then you can't tell on him because you would have to be admitting that you were going to do something illegal. <laughs> Um, another one that he did, the Russian money box, what he would do is go to a bank and get like, get like a thousand dollars in hundreds. And then you would alter the serial numbers so that they all have the same serial number. Then you would get someone and you'd be like, hey, I want to show you this box that I have that it makes counterfeit, it makes perfect counterfeit bills. So you would put a bill in it and it would take like, six hours and it would magically print another bill that looks exactly like the first bill and then you would take it to a bank and when the teller checked it to see if it's a real bill it would pass and the reason it passed because it was a real bill the only thing you changed was the serial number and then you'd be like oh it takes six hours to do it again you have to wait for it to to load kind of and what he would do is he would put like four or five of the bills inside of it so that Every time you did it, it would magically print a bill. And then eventually, once it runs out of bills, like, you're fucked. Because all it was doing was just giving you the bills that were already preloaded in it. Oh. But by that time, Victor was gone. So he would sell the box for, like, a ton of money. Like $10,000. Damn. And then by the time people figured out that it was a scam, he was long gone. And you can't really tell anyone because you'd have to be admitting that you were trying to counterfeit. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So this kind of... Yeah, it was really smart. But it kind of caught up with him. So he went back. Sorry. He was originally living in Paris. He went back to Paris in 1925. And while he was there, he was reading the newspaper. 
and in the newspaper is talking about the Eiffel Tower and how it was fucking ugly. Everyone hated the Eiffel Tower and it needed repairs, but it was too expensive to repair it. Everyone was like, fuck the Eiffel Tower, like it sucks. So this sparked an idea. So what he did is he called the five largest like scrap metal companies in Paris. He invited them down to his office. He was like, hey, I'm with the government. Um, we are trying to find someone that's going to disassemble the Eiffel Tower and you can sell it off for scrap metal. So he gathered these five people and he's looking for like who's going to be the guy that he's going to try to do this to. And he settles on um, Andre Poisson. 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 <laughs> he had like the smallest business and also like he was kind of a pushover. So he calls Andre in and he's like, Andre, I want to give you, um, I want to give you the, <laughs> the contract. I want to sell you the Eiffel Tower. Andre is so stoked and he's like, oh, but you kind of have to like grease the wheel a little bit. So not only does he pay the price that he's asking, he also gives him a bribe on top. This fool thinks he bought the Eiffel Tower and then Victor bails and he goes to Vienna and he kind of waits to find out like, when is this going to break? When, when are they going to find out that I tried to sell the Eiffel Tower? Andre never told on him because he was so embarrassed. <laughs> That he fell for the scam. That <laughs> he bought the Eiffel Tower. So what is okay, but like that he, that he bought the Eiffel Tower. And so what does Victor do since he got away with it one time? He's like, I'm gonna fucking do it again. I'm gonna sell the Eiffel oh Tower my twice. God. Yes. Comes back to Paris, tries it again, but the second time the people that he tries to scam kind of like they know that he's lying and they call the police. And so he knows that the cops are coming so he flees back to america he's on the run and he's like i gotta get some money like what am i gonna do i gotta scam someone so what it's 1920s like who's he gonna scam that's right guys al capone (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a good idea okay does this man end up dead um you gotta hear this one so he, he's definitely Al Capone dead. And he's like Al Capone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it obviously. I mean, this would happen in the 1920s. I would hope he was dead by now. Oh yeah. I mean, true. So he goes to Al Capone and he's like, Al Capone, like I know this amazing stock that's about to hit. Give me fifty thousand dollars and I'm going to invest it for you. Al Capone. Al Capone is stupid and has syphilis and his mind's melting. So he's like, yeah, here you go. Here's $50,000. Gives him $50,000. And so what does Victor do? He just actually puts it in a locker and he leaves it there for a couple months. He doesn't do anything with the money. Then he goes back to Al Capone and he's like, Al Capone, I invested the money, but the stock tanked. I'm so sorry, but I, I want to give you back. This is $50,000 of my own money. Give them back Al Capone's own money. Gives Al Capone the $50,000 that he had originally given him. Al Capone is so impressed with his honesty that he gives him $5,000. <laughs> Fucking stupid. And then he's just like, sweet, I got $5,000. Like, let me go start my life. I mean, that's a, that, that's a pretty good scam, <laughs> so, actually. I know. No, that's a really good scam. Just tell someone, like, I lost your money, but here's some of my own money. 
It's a great way to get someone to trust you, friend of thing. So then, he and a couple of his buddies decide to start making counterfeit money. And their counterfeits are amazing. They're so good that they actually disrupt the American economy. Because they make over a million dollars in counterfeit bills. Oh, shit. So this, yeah. He actually ends up, so a cop catches him and is going to turn him in and he ends up bribing the cop with the fake bills and the cop takes them. Like, it's so stupid. So then, this kind of gets the, um, the attention of the Secret Service because you can't fuck with the economy here in America. Like, that's more important than humans. True, as we're seeing so right now. So the Secret Service goes after him. Mm-hmm. And they arrest him in New York and he goes to prison. But while he's in prison, he realizes while working in laundry that they don't pay attention to how many blankets are in the prison. Like, they don't care. So he starts stealing blankets. And he uses them to make a rope and he jumps out of his window and he's climbing down. And while people are watching him, he's pretending to be a window washer so that they don't really like pay attention to him. Until he gets down to the bottom and he's like, bye guys, fuck off. He's like running away to Pittsburgh and lives in Pittsburgh for a couple years. Until they finally find him and then they send him to Alcatraz. With okay. and then guess who his who's next to him in Alcatraz? Oh my God, are you serious? It's Al Capone. Are you fucking like, serious? Oh my God. Holy shit! But by this time, like Al Capone is like stupid. He's so dumb and like syphilis because of his brain. Because yeah. of the syphilis. Um. Yeah, and syphilis. And then, sadly, Victor does end up dying in 1937 in Alcatraz. But like, what a fucking hero! Because of syphilis from Al Capone. Because of syphilis from Al Capone. I think he was a pneumonia. He does not get syphilis from Al Capone, but that would be the best end of the story. I mean, you don't know that he did it. He just died of pneumonia. That's That's right. That's true. It could have been pneumonia from complications of syphilis. You can't prove that he didn't have (laughs) syphilis from having sex with Al Capone. That's true. I can't. But yeah, that's uh, oh, Mr. Lestine, the man who told me I can can of words. <laughs> Victor Lessing, the man who fucked Al Capone at Alcatraz. <laughs> oh my god, if we go back to San Francisco, we have to take the tour of Alcatraz and ask them about Al Capone getting fucked by, <laughs> by <laughs> Mr. Lesting. <laughs> Oh my yes, 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 we need to do this. We have sources. We have to do this. Um, I will make sure to live. My source is a very famous podcast. So the Body of the Blood, the Michelada. A podcast. Oh, we didn't even do <gasps> We didn't do our oh, intro. Oh my god. <laughs> to be oh fair, god. Kinda, we can do it, it as a send off. Because, like, we're so delayed. Yeah, okay, we could do that. We could do that. That'll be good. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, everyone. So We've let you down. Like this in post. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> um, That was a beautiful story. I love the ending. <laughs> um, I mean, it's still tragic. It's a tragic... 
it's it's as tragic as Romeo and Juliet, you know. But um, that's what happens when you scam. Yeah. Don't scam children. You will end up dead. You know what? You should scam children. Fuck them. Fuck the children. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we could scam children, but I'm telling the children not to scam. Oh, yeah. Children don't scam. It's it's morally wrong. Um... But we could scam you. Oh, we can definitely scam you. Fuck you. more years ahead of you. You'll you'll recover. You'll recover. Yeah, you're fine. Anyways, I have a scam to talk about. I think it's this is like That's multiple so scams. So unexpected. Multiple scams rolled up into one scam, and it's um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's surprising at this point because a lot of people already know this story. But um, in sync in the Backstreet Boys, a giant Ooh. scam. Ooh, um, true. Brought to you by uh, their manager Lou Pearlman. He was the Famous biggest scammer of them all. Actually, it has not um, ever been uh, proven. So, know. just a legend. a legend. Well, a lot of people in Hollywood are pedophiles, so. Uh, yeah, that's true. But um, coming from the boys of NSYNC, they say they were never, uh, like he was never inappropriate with them. So they can't say whether it's true or not, but that that's that's where it stands there. Um, but um, Aaron Carter will fight you if you try to allege that um, Lou Pearlman molested him. Well, he, Aaron Carter's on crack right that now, that so... Aaron Carter will fight anyone for anything. disgusting. And also, how dare you, like, drag that man's name in the mud with shit like that. It, uh, you could watch this in the documentary found on YouTube Red, the boy band con, the Lou Pearlman story, which was produced by Lance Bass. It sure was. A very good, very good documentary. Anyway, so Lou Pearlman, he uh, he managed the Backstreet Boys and In Sync. Which, if you were if you were alive in the '90s, you knew that there was like beef between them. And then you find out that they have the same manager. The fuck? Okay, weird. But uh, so he managed them, O Town, LFO, Take Five, Natural, US Five. Jordan Knight, who used to be um, part of New Kids on the Block, Aaron Carter, Smiles and South Star, C Note, Innocence, and Solid Harmony. These were all the groups that he was a manager for and had signed to his label. Anyways, this dude was like everyone's best friend. Um, many of the, the guys that were in Backstreet Boys and NSYNC said like he was a father figure to them because a lot of them had single mothers, so he kind of was like trying to be their hero, be like trying to be their best friend and like give them everything that they wanted. He had his giant-ass mansion basically um become like a sleeping over headquarters for them which sounds weird considering I mean, he has allegations like against um, but like they would have parties there their friends would come over they could do no wrong there and just get away with everything 
like uh, AJ from um, uh, Backstreet Boys was saying like he let him drive his Rolls Royce around and he didn't even have a license at that point so like they could get away with anything there and um yeah he basically he got them set up to living the good life and they would go out and eat at the fanciest restaurants after they got signed and shit only to find out they would go to they would go to Lori's in Los Angeles all the time and I also this watching this documentary I really want to go to Lori's now we should go yes, to Lori's. the same people who have the seasoning. <laughs> the, I, don't I don't think know you if you can eat <laughs> I can look. Um, but at like, them. At they the- probably serve alcohol. I can drink. That's I true. I think you could actually have the seasoning. I you can have the, the sides. I'll give you my broccoli. Oh yeah, I could have French fries yeah, with Lori's seasoning. <laughs> That sounds delicious. That does sound delicious. I wanted um, to make that the other so- day, but we're out of Lori's yeah. season salt, so I cried. Oh well. Anywho, we are thankfully uh, never out of Lori seasoning salt here at my house. Yeah, it's delicious. It's great. Um, this episode Luke is sponsored has by Lori seasoning restaurants salt. and scams. And Put it scams. on everything. Also scabs. Do they have and syphilis? <laughs> I syphilis is serious. They have an MLN for Lori seasoning. Syphilis. I would get behind please. it. Syphilis is serious. Anyways, so this dude, uh, basically, he would be like, everything's taken care of, guys. You have nothing to worry about. Live it up. Only to find out that um, these bands were footing the bill for everything. Oh, shit. And they didn't find out until, like, they got their first paycheck. Like, um, in the documentary I watched, uh, NSYNC was talking about... uh, having like their first like check presented to them at Lori's it happened at Lori's <laughs> and like they were thinking they were gonna get like $200,000 each to start because they think based off album sales they had about a million dollars from that the first time which wasn't that much money but it was still I mean I mean it is your, your first time you know they were like, poor I'll yeah. take a million dollars Look, I'll take $200,000. I mean, because they were splitting it five ways. They were like, okay, so it's probably going to be like $200,000. They get the check, $10,000 each. Oh, no. Which is less than minimum wage. Um, And they had already been working hard for like so many years at this point. And that was like their first like big, like this was like their first check. And that was all. Um, apparently, um, the way he got away with it was he basically made himself a sixth member of these groups on top of being a, uh, well, the manager. So he, he got what they got and then more because he managed them. So he took the management fees as well. And that, that's, that's one of the scams there. The other thing was... Before he even got into the entertainment business, he um, he owned a bunch of like a blimp business, which uh, he got started in because we all know his best how friend blimps are. <laughs> yeah. His best friend who um, he grew up with, he he was a, he was on the spectrum, so he was kind of like obsessed with the Goodyear blimp. Like it, they interviewed this man for the documentary, and he had like pictures of blimps everywhere in his house. He even had like little models that he made, and um, so he, 
because they lived across the street from the an airfield in New York. They were upset. Like they would watch them and get really into it. And then Lou was like, "Oh my God, Blimp! Let's. I should. I should get into Blimps. That'll be perfect." What? And so what he did was he uh, got a Blimp. <laughs> he got a Blimp. Started a business. And he um, basically sold the rent, like he rented out. I like that he came across the street from an airport, and when he took away from it, was like, "I should buy a blimp." Yeah, (laughs) he um, because the Goodyear blimp was the most famous blimp. He was like, "Oh my god, I could just sell advertising on blimps," and that's what he did. He got a blimp. Well, he rented a blimp. Rented a blimp to advertise. He rented a blimp to advertise, and um, he told this company, um, Jordash Jeans. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They used Jordash to be big Jeans? in the 90s. Uh, Jordash. Uh, he, uh, he rented out um, advertisements on to this blimp that he had been renting because he he had planned to like construct his own eventually, but he wanted to. He really wanted to get into it first. Um, so he, uh, he rented it out, made some money from that, and then from those funds, he constructed his own blimp, which, uh, crashed. <laughs> oh and my god. And was like, like what like the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Our advertisement was on this. This is bad for business. And so they sued each other, and eventually Lou got, like, $2.5 million in damages. And then uh, eventually uh, he got another blimp business off the ground. He renamed it and everything and had a few blimps where he would advertise for McDonald's, MetLife and SeaWorld. Mind you, he was operating in Florida, so that's why SeaWorld was a prominent one. But um, one of his bigger clients left and three of his blimps uh, crashed. So um, that that company was a failure. Why are all uh, of his blimps crashing? How often do blimps um, crash? Insurance. He, he realized that it well, was I mean, great every time if they How crash. often do blimps not crash? That's yeah. true. Except for Goodyear. But basically, he realized, like, every time one crashes, I get insurance money. So it wasn't that bad. And uh, another business he had started on top of this blimp business was... Uh, he had constructed a what? What did he call it? The Transcontinental uh, Airlines Incorporated Company. Oh God! And it was basically a Ponzi scheme that defrauded all of its investors out of more than three hundred million dollars. And people were like thinking that this was a lucrative airline company. In fact, they had one plane at one point, and he. Um, was able to use it to uh, chauffeur new kids on the block and that's how he was like, hey, you know what? I should get into show business. They're making so much money off of this. And um, so he had so much money going into that, but really it only existed on paper and that one time that he had a plane for new kids on the block. And um, he conned so many people out of money through that business, but he was like, hey, look, I am a great businessman. I have this airline business, but also 
if you put money into this airline business, look what it's also like helping to invest in. Look at these boy groups that I got going on here. They're gonna make us so much money and you're gonna get so much back. No, they never got any of it back. Um, of course they fact, didn't. Uh, uh, there was a lot of re- retirees because he was he was operating in Florida, so there's a lot of old people that he was conning, and because he was so like charming and very personable, people trusted him, and because he 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 was all about the talk and just making himself seem like he was more important and he was a better businessman than he actually was, because that's that's usually how cons work. Wait, are and, you talking about the president? Like, yes. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be surprised if they had some deals because he started off in New York before going to Florida, and I mean, I mean, Donald Trump they got, has they got some a shit lot. going on in Florida. Like, has all hands in on failed going businesses on. and games. And- yeah. So. Anyways, he was finally caught after... This was long after he had been uh, fired from all of his uh, music groups. And uh, he was arrested and convicted for... Let's see, what were the charges? There's multiple charges. Of course Cons- there are. Conspiracy, money laundering, and making false statements. Which, by the way, is a criminal offense. Yes. So, uh, people, keep that in mind. And he ended up dying in prison uh, back in 2016. He had a 25-year sentence. Oh. Anyways, he's he's in a lot of shit. Um, that one of the girl groups that he was a manager for, Innocence. Um, he uh, would film them uh, uh, while they were changing and stuff at the house that they were staying at. By the way. A young Britney Spears started off in that group before deciding, hey, there's something weird going on here, and um, left to become a solo artist. Good for um, her. She was a smart one. Also, please free Britney. She's smarter than they're letting on. Yeah, She's free Britney. She knows Peter. that we should- she wants us to eat the rich and redistribute the wealth. Yeah. I, um, I think she's perfectly sound of mind. I stand Britney Spears. I I definitely stand Britney Spears. I love her, and she has been abused by her father for basically her entire life. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny that Britney Spears is one of, like, the first people to realize, oh, this is a con, because she had cons looking out for her, because they were conning her at the same time. So... (laughs) that's how it worked out but it really sucks because you like seeing how many uh, people he fucked over because he was like um you like I'll give you a record deal and like you'll get some money but it's not gonna be that much money and, and the blimp basically sold and you know what really sucks is like Instinct was able to sue him successfully and get away from him but when Backstreet Boys sued him, they weren't able. They lost the case. And yeah, they did. Bad. Yeah, so that's why NSYNC was able to have like a career post them um, le- uh, like leaving Lou Pearlman and his representation. 
Uh, in fact, No Strings Attached is about that, uh, the end of that relationship. And if you notice, the Backstreet Boys' response to that did not do very well because um, they didn't have the same people helping them out. Mm-hmm. And Lou Pearlman was like, I'm going to make sure this shit fails because of what you did to me. Yeah. He was very petty like that. Oh, also, random side note. Um, he was one of those kids that um, in uh, well, when he had his um, bar mitzvah coming up, he was like, hey, guys, you should come into my bar mitzvah because my cousin Art Garfunkel is going to be there. And like, you should come because obviously I'm like the coolest person here. Guess what? His cousin actually was Art Garfunkel. What? That was the one time he was telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he, he wanted the, to be in show business is because of his cousin. But it was like his one like one claim to f- uh, fame that was actually legitimate. <laughs> but he was somebody's cousin. The one thing that Anyways, he was it's a really fucked about. up long story. Yeah. Uh, also, he defrauded his his autistic friend that he, who was into the blimps. Oh, because he helped put fucker. up the money for the first blimp. I know it's really sad because by the end of the documentary, you find out like he passed away and he donated like all of his like blimp paraphernalia to some uh, university that like is all into aviation and stuff because of how much he loved it. And I'm just like, why would he do it to such a pure person? I hate it. Those are the easiest people to manipulate and destroy. Yeah. It's like why people prey on older people for financial mm-hmm. scams. <sighs> Natalie, um, how can we avoid scams in this time? We know people are desperate. Please tell us because we don't want to be scammed. We just want to stay scamming. <laughs> well, do you um, have any tips? I do actually have some tips. So you know working in a bank we see a lot of this kind of happening people get desperate and you know they look for jobs on craigslist or they look for like loved ones like a a huge one that we get is like people finding love on the internet and then like that person being like oh i need some money can you send me some money and then i'll pay you back those are scams I'm sorry to tell you this, everyone. Yes. Because then you deposit that check and it bounces and then they get Mm -hmm. the money. Or you wire them money and it's gone. If anyone needs you to wire them money, it's a scam. Because wires, you can't get them back. Once that money is gone, it's gone. Uh, Another big one is you'll get, like, let's say you bank with Wells Fargo or something. And you'll get an email and it looks like a legitimate email. It's like, oh, there's been some activity on your account. Please log in. And it has a link for you to, to click. And then you go to that link and it looks like a legitimate website. One thing you always want to check is who is that email from? Is it a real Wells Fargo email or is it some random email? So you want to click it where it tells you who's sending it. And then when you go, if you click that link, check in your browser what the link actually says when you get there. Does it say wellsfargo.com or does it say some random website? These are things you really want to check. Maybe even hover over, like if you do it through Google, 
um, if you hover over the link, it'll get it'll populate a little picture of what the website's supposed to look like. So you always want to check your sources. If you have questions, please call your bank or come in and show us your email. You know, we would be the ones that know a banker or a teller would be able to tell you if that's a legitimate email. You're not bothering us by coming oh, okay. in. Please come in. You'd rather they come in. I would rather you skin. came in and I can sit with you and explain to you what's happening instead of instead of that. Because also if we send you an email and we want you to check it, if you come in, I probably have some information on your profile that says, oh, fraudulent activity or uh, if, like if you have an authorized prohibited status, that tends to mean that there's fraud. I can usually tell by looking at your profile if there's fraud, like if it's a legitimate concern. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. Thank so, you. So reach out to your banks or um, God, another horrible one is like elder abuse or vulnerable adult abuse. Please, if you see someone that you think is being abused financially or something's just off, like tell someone you can report it and then somebody investigates it and you don't have to do the work yeah you don't even do the work you just write like an email or you let us know you can even do that by calling the bank and we'll put in a file we'll put in a claim for you oh damn okay be safe out there please and if something seems too good to be true please please do your due diligence and research it you know if someone's telling you about some type of weird business that they're a part of that they want to bring you into mm -hmm. just do some research you know the worst worst thing it's, it's not real and you can be like gee thanks no i don't want it if it's real great you still did some research and you know a little bit more about it you always want to be informed guys don't fall for scams Mm -hmm. Look into things Don't go by their research Do your own And if you did like something Like a job online or you're trying to sell something online Someone's like I'm going to send you this check And they send you a check and it's like way it's like way too much And they're like oh can you send it back to me It's a fucking scam The scam or if it's like a job you never signed up for And like someone emails you It's a scam mm -hmm. It's a scam Nothing just, like just, just, just always assume that everything is, a scam. is a scam Real work <laughs> Money. The best thing that you can leave that for the birds and bees. I want the money. The money. That's what I want. Okay, who else thinks that that's better than the Beatles version? Yeah, that, the Beatles version is terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, no, uh, that, that version with like the weird lady is so much better. Uh, yeah. Hot take. A lot of the older Mom, Beatles Mom. stuff is weird, and there are better covers of it. I love the Beatles, but, you know, a lot Did of their stuff is weird. Paul McCartney's version of Lady Madonna on that COVID-19. It's like, like he forgot. It was like, terrible. It he made it so slow and I was like <laughs> I just want to be dancey and poppy. I want to forget that it's a song about a fucking prostitute. I don't want you to remind <laughs> me about prostitution. I would rather you just sing Hey Jude right now. That would have been better. Yeah. Let's let's all get hyped together. 
Or sing um, Lady Madonna, but sing it the normal way. I think he forgot how like, the normal way We're is. all already sad. You don't need to make us sadder. Okay. Why do all of these, like, these shows, like, that, that like, our benefit shows, why do we always have to hear sad music? Why can't we have, like, a party? Like, we we're, get it. The world sucks right now. But, like, don't remind me. I just want like, to yes, dance, we guys. Yes, time to be a little sensitive and be like, let's, let's, you know, hear it for our heroes. But that's let's why the people are, like, talking in the middle. Like, when Beyonce but, like, was like, also, Africa. Like, oh, you're like, okay, this is a serious time. Beyonce's talking about Africa. But, like, you don't have to remind me with the songs okay, also. Can, can we just get Lizzo to do a cover of Erotic City? Would that be too hard Ooh, to ask? That would be fun. We should have Lizzo do all yeah. Lizzo, covers. if you listen to us, Erotic City. Of course Lizzo yeah. listens to us. Who, who, do you, who do you think we are? We've been listening to Erotic City a lot at work. <laughs> and it's like who knows the words you don't know who knows the words because everyone's wearing a mask but you know everyone's getting down it's fun it's so much fun um anyways so we're gonna have a bingo event I believe next Saturday bingo. on our IG live Natalie um, and I participated in an IG live bingo game, and it, it was, was fun. fun. So I was like, okay, let's let's try and do this with our friends, and it'll be great. And um, I'm I'm kind of tempted at putting like a Netflix gift card or something as a like top Ooh. prize, and then everybody else gets like magnet. We could do that. Because, you know, and we're gonna also do. Um, we're gonna do like I'm gonna do a live demo of how to make a, one of our beverages that you can enjoy while you're playing bingo. Yes. yes. And I put a um, I'm gonna there- put a uh, recipe up beforehand so you can actually go out and get those ingredients and you're not just stuck there watching me make stuff without you. Anyways, um, there are only gonna be 30 slots. So once you hear this message, either from this episode or I'm also going to be putting it up on uh, Instagram, please notify us. Let us know if you want to participate and I will send you your little bingo card. But we only have 30 spaces because we're cheap and we're trying to keep it free for everyone. I did. I actually I made a sign up page if you want to use that. It's on our website. That'll help. I wasn't. Because you can go to bbmichelada.com forward slash bingo, and there will be a sign-up page for us to grab your emails. Yay, Paul has a thing I set do. up for us. So Yay. now we it can is, It's already up, so it'll be live when this uh, when this episode when comes does. out. And then I was um, actually we will let you know at what I was toying around with making our own bingo cards, so we might be able to do more than thirty. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to see if I can get that done before Wednesday. Ooh. So, because then um, in the I'm future, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to get like a little physical bingo calling set, or I'm just going to rely on digital resources. But we'll see. We'll see what works out best. It kind of depends on shipping times. 
I'm down for having a bingo set. I love bingo. I grew up playing bingo. It's a great game I really love. I mean, bingo's um, great also, because please, everyone can play bingo. Please play bingo with us. I know how much you love bingo. Um, their stakes aren't high here. There's no cash. But there might be a Netflix gift card in it. Which I could send to Julie. And who knows? Maybe if Yo, we play bingo more often and it becomes a thing, we'll have better prizes. Yeah. Um, just I, I, I'm saying Netflix because I know everybody's home, and maybe you could get away with not playing for Netflix for a month. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Just a little. A little bit of relief. That'd be nice. But also, you uh, you can if you win the smaller prizes, we have stickers, we have magnets. That's something. Um, I would like to get mugs eventually because we uh, Ooh, or like pint glasses or pint glasses. That'd be nice too. But th- that's something to talk about in the future. What kind of merch would you like to see? I'd like to hear. Would you like a T-shirt? I'd love a T-shirt. Um, but yeah. Um, again, Ooh, we thank could do you, Bradley Michelada Parsons, for Brandon toys. Ooh, that's right. Good. That could Ooh, be fun. It could just look like a hand holding a Michelada. Ooh, that's very big, but okay. Oh, like a toy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, every do you, people would be. Do you want to get well, fisted have, like, by a cocktail? Hold, those whole fists are like the. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. if people want to get fisted, those, but like, not everyone wants to get fisted. We need to have like t- toys for everyone. That's true. We have to have variety. Okay, one looks like a gravestone, okay? Okay, okay. If you want to get fisted, uh, send us DMs. Um, <laughs> we're taking a poll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we forgot to put up a poll this week. No, the poll was, do you want bingo? 100% oh, said okay, yes. okay, okay. How many, how many people voted? 22. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. How many? Um, no, 22. But oh, I have wow. to say... Because I guess there, there is a um, algorithm thing where if you have like a poll or like a question that you're trying to ask your audience, a lot of randos like will end up being able to see it. Like people oh. that don't even follow you and they'll vote on it. Oh, that's weird. So I, uh, I can't say for certain um, how many of our actual like followers voted on it, but I know it quite a bit actually don't follow us at all so that's kind of i mean awkward. if we could get but them to play that would be they're cool also too. invited yeah i mean they can play bingo with us maybe they'll want to listen afterwards who knows maybe they'll be annoyed and like write a scathing review about how terrible Ooh. we are at calling bingo either way but yeah it'll be fun it'll be an hour full of good times good times and uh we hope to see you there um, we'll, we'll tell you what time we'll, we'll settle on a time eventually mm-hmm. and um, yeah so thank you Bradley Parsons for creating our theme song and oh wait all of that. what did we talk about last amazing. time I don't know what did oh, we the talk Titanic. about the Titanic the Titanic um, that dude who said, who said that the iceberg wasn't a thing and he was on the Titanic. That's a true story. He's like, no, there was no fucking iceberg. And a lot of people believe that there was no iceberg. I don't know whether there was a fire or it was a submarine shooting it down. Who knows? But who knows? That one stands uh, stands up. 
Uh, there were icebergs talk- around, but not near the boat. That's true. I talked about a mummy and the mummy's revenge, and uh, I can't say if it was a true story. A great movie. But yes, great movie. <laughs> great ride to uh, Universal Studios. <laughs> Oh, I miss universe. I miss amusement parks. I do too. So that story, I don't know if it was true, but someone wrote it. Like there are accounts. There was an actual mummy board that was found and purchased and all that stuff. And there was someone aboard the Titanic talking about it, but did it cause it to crash? Uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a real curse. It's a real I'm, curse. We're cursed talking about it. We are. Bye, um, Natalie. Did J.P. Morgan sink the Titanic? Um, yes. yes. Yes, it did. They're scamming. He's a scammer. Um, that was actually a true theory of what happened to the Titanic and like what America gained from the Titanic sinking. Oh, the gold and silver standard yeah. became a thing. You're welcome. As a result. Yeah, that's a real thing. If you go to the Titanic Museum at the Luxor in Las Vegas, they talk about it on the tour. They have artifacts there. Yes, it's so much fun, guys. If you ever get to go to Vegas again, (laughs) go to Luxor. If they ever reopen. Oh my god. They're They're trying to reopen it next week. They're like so upset. People are going to die. Guys. Because the mayor of... Las Vegas is like, we're losing a lot of money. You can't do this to us. How dare you? But they're gonna die. I'm sorry? Mm -hmm. That's a price Vegas is willing to pay. I mean, how many people die in Vegas all the time? Um, a lot. Every day. So many. Yep. Yeah, of everything. Anything you could imagine, they died of it. I saw a man Um, overdose at the Walgreens. Ooh, fun. Oh, yeah. Now we went to Walgreens because I, I think I was dehydrated and she went to get new water or something. Is that what happened? I went to get Gatorade because I am not paying those ridiculous prices in the hotels. Yeah. Because we were like right next to a Walgreens. So she, she just walked in and then she saw somebody OD and I was like, oh, that's why you took long. I sent Sophie a snap. I was like, look <laughs> what I'm seeing. <laughs> That was our trip in August. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was going to be like the last time for a long time. I know. Uh, At least we got our San Francisco trip. Yeah. Before all this went to shit. Isn't that crazy? We were in San Francisco and there were people in China already dying. We had no idea. Well, people were still Isn't being that crazy. We had no well, idea. Like the next week is when people were starting to be quarantined. It, we were like, like, if they were coming from China, at the Californian epicenter at the point at that time. It's crazy. And we still alive somehow. I don't even know how. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. Please check us out on all of our social media. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. Do we still have a Tumblr? Maybe. We have a website. Is Tumblr Maybe still Michelada a thing? Is usually where you can find us. The body, the blood, the Michelada. We you still have a Tumblr. It. I just don't go on it very much because no one in It's okay. No one else goes on Tumblr anyway. Do we have a TikTok eventually? Maybe. But we haven't stooped that low. But we might. Actually, we I might. heard we TikTok might. is helping a lot of people like get there, you know? Natalie, actually, it might be lucrative for recipes. 
instead of YouTube. Because oh my people god, like actually TikTok quick. would be good for recipes. Yeah, I can do it. We could do then quick you could stories. Just shout them at people what if we did like seven like second stories on TikTok? One time, my dad left me at a prize, and I didn't have any. <laughs> and every time I go near fries now, um, I get really like nauseous and sick, and I, I just want to crawl into a corner and die. Would that be a good TikTok? It would be. I mean, maybe if we like go to the fries and then you cry there. Someone would use your audio. Oh God, I'm crying right now. <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only kid, man. I think it was like a, a phenomenon, a like terrible tech dad. Maybe you just didn't realize he took you to like the Fries Electronics um, daycare center. <laughs> oh God. But y- you know what? It's because like of the themes. You would think they have a daycare center. They do not. But he would just let us loose and be like, "Yeah, you can keep yourself busy for an hour or two while I shop for something that I'm not going to end up buying because I could find a better deal elsewhere." I hate when people do that. Like, what the fuck? Don't come here then. Mhm. Rude. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you everyone. Thank um, you for listening. We love you. Check us out on Instagram. For we love you. We miss you all so much. Game. We do miss you all. I miss seeing y'all in person. I miss seeing you in person too. I miss you guys too so much. I'm kind of excited that um, the month long of you guys being able to stay home is nearly ending because then I at least could see you at work. That's true. And I am scared to go back to work, but you know, I'll I'll just die. I'll just die. It's not honestly. It hasn't been that bad um, when it comes to interacting with people. Mm-hmm. It's very brief. It's very short. We have uh, gloves and masks and. Um, you're allowed to be a little bit not um, friendly, and well, mm-hmm. I mean, you're still friendly, but yeah, you don't have to be in everyone's faces and vocalizing as much. So yeah. that's been nice. That's good. But yeah, <sighs> until we meet again one day, I'll um, I'll just be meeting with you through the online, through the interwebs. Sources. In, through the interwebs and um Ooh, let's the house party thing. tonight for real <gasps> Ooh, okay house pa- oh like the app yeah okay okay we could we can make it work are we gonna play what's up heads up yeah yeah we can do heads up let's play mafia <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the impossible three how would we play mafia there's only three <laughs> I think Paul is the mob boss. (gasps) How did you know? It wasn't Natalie. Is it because I went to Alcatraz and I have syphilis? Or was it? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly why. Alright, guys. I will uh, miss you. I miss you. Oh, I have to do our sign-off. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, Paul, I guess you start to sign off. Oh, we have to sign off? All right. Okay. Uh, I'm Paul Rucker. I'm Sophie Adamio. And I'm Natalie Cowan. And this has been The Body. 
The Blood. The Michelada. A podcast. A podcast. There you go. I was just going to let one of y'all say mine's, it. Mine's really delayed because I don't oh, hear you thanks. guys. And I know until like after like five seconds that you've talked. So it's hard to match oh, up. God. That's why like when you're telling your stories, like, well, I, I have to like just, really. I always just do it a breath later. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, I always we, fix it we always time it around the same time. So, yeah. So, yeah. you're in charge of that. Mm-hmm.